your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host, Kim Cockerham, is here with me. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, disease, drugs, exercise, training, supplements, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. Kim, welcome. Uh, Kevin, so glad to be here. Yeah, boy, it's uh, it's a crazy time right now. Um, I, you know, towards the end of last year, I talked about actually taking some time off in the first quarter. I don't know what I was thinking, and then I went, <laughs> then I went and committed to a bunch of speaking engagements. Um, and I don't, uh. I, I was kind of thinking maybe we'd take off and go out on the coach and you know do the speaking engagements uh-huh. and. But that's not going to happen. I am taking off in the coach today. In fact, I'll be pulling out of here right after we're done um, with the show. It's loaded up and ready to go. And I'll probably be on the road for about a month. Um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, uh, first stop. I've got to get down to Fort Worth uh, in uh, just about 10 days. I've got a... um, event with Landstar, they were putting on a one-day seminar for their BCOs, and it's sold out. Um, Landstar, you know, was paying to bring their BCOs in, but they only had, I believe it was like 100 seats. It's sold out. They have a waiting list. So I'm excited about going down there and doing that. And uh, I've got some other things coming up. So plus, we're just swamped. When I committed to all these things, Mm -hmm. I didn't know we were about to get the biggest tax law change in history, which... (laughs) Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was a little worried that I was overcommitted anyway, but I knew I'd figure it out and get through it. But I didn't expect the tax law change. So that's kind of thrown a wrench into the work. So good wrench, but it's uh, it's still a lot of work going on right now. So this almost never happens on Destination Health, but I have nothing today. Uh, you know what? And, and that's what it is. I feel like... You know, we're so busy. Um, I'm back on phones. Bridget and I are doing phones. So it's been nice. I get to talk to some more people. You know, they'll call in. And and it's nice because they'll have a text question, and then we'll go on to talk about health, (laughs) which is fun. Right. Um, But but it's like such a whirlwind. And I was thinking of that with the show starting. I'm like, oh, it's so nice. It's almost like this might sound all fluffy and stuff, but, you know, uh, a friend coming to the door that forces you to – you know, stop and sit down and relax and just enjoy company. And that's how I feel here. It's just really refreshing to know know, we're all coming together for this. And and it's just, uh, you know, an ah moment. (laughs) Yeah. And for some reason, I I don't know if it's just the tax law change or all the kind of disruption going on in trucking that I, I spend a lot of time researching those things. I've been getting a, a lot of invitations for interviews in magazines or to be on other shows. And part of the reason why we're recording late today is uh, I was on Free Wheeling for three hours this morning. So, wow. Yeah. How did that go? Oh, you know, I have a ball doing that. It, it, it's a very different show for me. So when I'm on the air on my show, 
it's primarily just question and answer, question and answer. That That's what I do. That's what my show's about. Um, when I do freewheeling with Chris, Chris is a, a great host as far as conversation and keeping things moving. So we get to talk about a lot of things, and I don't spend the whole time just answering questions. So that's kind of refreshing mm-hmm. for me. We, we, you know, focused on the future of trucking and, and where we're going. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of interesting conversation. There's a lot going on in, in that topic. You know, the, the future of, of our world is changing so fast yeah. right now. Did you happen to watch the uh, the rocket launch yesterday? No, I didn't, and I didn't. It didn't notice until some friends that live around here posted on Facebook. Like one of them could see it, and I'm thinking, gosh, if I would have known that, would I have been able to go out and see it as well? I'm not sure. So, yeah, um, yeah. you so what, you may have been able to. I know when I lived in Orlando, if we had a really really early morning launch, like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, sometimes they would launch. And not only would we see it from Orlando, you could hear it. It was quiet enough that all the way in Orlando. Now, this one, this was one of the largest rockets ever shot off. We haven't had anything like this since Saturn, which was a really big rocket. So the the size of this thing was incredible. And the, the numbers behind this, the amount of thrust, it was like 12 million pounds of thrust. They said it would be equivalent to strapping 37 747s together and putting them all on full throttle. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And just for the so where fun Where was it going? It, I, I, oh, I feel bad. I, don't know what, it, I didn't even know it was happening. It's going to Mars. This was uh, SpaceX, by the way, which is Tesla. It's Elon Tesla. Musk. Okay, I saw him being interviewed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why. SpaceX cool. is his other company. You know, he owns Tesla, but he also owns SpaceX, and they do a lot of rocket launches. And he's just pushing the limits on all of this. So for the fun of it, in the nose, this rocket's so big, in the nose cone, he put a brand new midnight red Tesla Roadster that would sell for about $250,000. And it's going to, they're going to let it orbit Mars. Wow, wow, very cool. They even put like a robot driver in the seat. So you can go look at pictures where you're going to see this, you know, Tesla orbiting Mars with a robot driver in the seat. It's kind of funny. But but here was the really cool thing. So how long? I haven't seen any timelines on it yet. Um, One of the, the... you know, clearly the size mattered. I mean, we this thing can carry a tremendous amount of payload up into space. And his vision, I mean, he's out there. There's no question. His vision is working towards colonizing Mars. I mean, that that's where he's going with this. So, I mean, he, he clearly is a visionary that, that most of us can't even comprehend, you know, the way he thinks. But some of the technology in this was incredible. And you've got to go watch the video because you know how all of the NASA launches, whether it's the shuttle or anything else, all this stuff, like the boosters all fall out into the ocean. And, you know, we keep, we don't recover those. Or if we recover them, we can't reuse them. They're destroyed. And that's what makes uh, rocket launches so expensive is we, we lose mm-hmm. all of that hardware, the rocket boosters and all of that. 
Well, in this launch yesterday, it looked like three rockets strapped together. So you got one long, you know, tall rocket in the middle with the payload, and then you had two kind of rocket boosters on the side. So when it takes off, it's impressive. But the two rocket boosters, once they disengage, they come back to the platform and land themselves straight up and down, and they're completely reusable. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah, to watch That's smart, it. smart, you know, for somebody to, to finally do that. To watch it was incredible because these things actually are coming down backwards, and they, these legs deploy, and they just land right on the pad. And it was just wild to watch. Wow. Very cool. I'll have to go see if I can. I'm sure there's a, something out on YouTube. Yeah, there's actually the, the YouTube video was awesome. They had so many people there. The audio, when you're listening to it, the cheering sounds like a rock concert, and it goes on uh, for like 10 minutes of cheering. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty incredible. So, um, other than that, though, on, like I say, on the health side, mm-hmm. I just I don't have a lot today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think because I'm always reading and doing something, but I didn't. I just didn't have time to make any notes this week. Um, mm-hmm. Anything you think we should address, or anything come to mind for you? Mm-hmm. I know you've been just as busy on the phones. Yeah, and you know what? It just brings it on. You know, with things being so busy, it does make you. You have to really be careful and be intentional of the things that. You need to support in your life, you know, for for your health, you know, um, and make time for it. Otherwise, it gets lost in the craziness and the time goes by. So that's the only thing I've been trying to do right now is, um, you know, be quiet in the morning, have that quiet time instead of I used to always put the TV on the Today Show and stuff, but I've left that off and just tried to um, take care of myself first and the reading that I want to do and get started. Um, I'm back training for something, so that's kind of forced me to, to get outdoors and, uh, even more, and I'm I'm just enjoying it more because everything else is crazy, and and that's okay. It's just you know taking care of first things first, and not completely getting sucked into the craziness. Just making sure you breathe a little more, eat right, you know, do all the things we know we can control, um, and that's just been really uh, apparent to me this time, really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, I'm going to get to a break. I've got a couple things Mm -hmm. to say about that. And then we're going to get to your calls and questions. So stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rothman.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. We're going to get to your calls in just a minute. Um, you know, Kim, exactly what you were saying, I've been thinking a lot about because I'm really busy right now and I'm trying to, you know, maintain and, and I've noticed I've gained about five or six pounds, um, which mm-hmm. is unusual. And, and I think it's a lot of stress right now because not mm-hmm. much else has really changed. And I think that stress has a huge impact you know, I'm getting ready to go out on the road. We, we, I'm, I'll probably be gone about a month. And during that time, not only am I going to have to continue with the same workload I have, but I've also got the driving to do. But for me, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible for me to travel by air anymore. With all the equipment i got to drag with me to do the show, and then I've got to get set up in hotels. And, you know, if I take the coach and just go out on the road, I can do the show from the road. I have all my stuff with me. It's just easier. But it does add a lot of drive time. So now I've got to, you know, balance that out. But honestly, I, I'm, I, I just know that I'll actually be able to be more strict and healthy because I don't have any other distractions of life. You know, and this is what I try to get across to yeah. drivers. You know, being out on the road can be hard. I get it. Shopping isn't as easy. Cooking and cleanup is tough. I get all those things. But we could also look at the positive side is that because you're alone and you're on the road, you really have a lot more control of your own schedule. And it's easier, I believe, to be more disciplined without all the distractions of life and the things that happen around the house and with kids. And, you know, that it's so easy to get off track. And, you know, I don't want to be gone a month right now. But it's part of what I have to do, so I'm going to try to make the best of it. And that's one of the things I'm going to work very hard at is being very strict on my diet, getting activity every day, and really being very strict on my sleep schedule. Mm -hmm. That's great. So, and you got a lot of time to think. I yeah. Hear that what I yeah. and and our drivers might experience this. I, I always hear somebody say, "You get fifty miles away from home, and you get a different perspective on things." You know, it just gets you thinking, you know, differently about stuff. Which I can just imagine our drivers feeling that way out on the road a lot. Um, and that's that's kind of a gift, kind of get you thinking outside of yourself. Yeah, and and you know, sometimes you just have to get creative because if I look at my schedule now, there's virtually zero time in my day. And then how do I add even, you know, three or four hours of drive time? I've got to drive at least three or four hours or I'm not going to make it to my, you know, where I need to be in time. Um, So where am I going to find three or four hours? Well, I know where I'll find two of Mm. them at least. I spend about two hours a day reading and sometimes more, two to three hours a day. Well, while I'm driving... I can listen to audio books. I can listen to podcasts. Oh, so, good. you know, I'll make up. I, I probably will do very little physical reading while I'm gone because I, I'm just not going to have the time, but I'll make up that part while I'm driving. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So, all right. What do you say good. we get some phone calls? Okay. Love to. All right. Let's do that. Let's start off in Nebraska. Diane, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. Hey there. Hi, Dan. What's on your mind today? Hi. I did a NutriQ yesterday, and I didn't know if the results were ready yet or not. They, they are. are. And you haven't even seen these yet, Diane. <laughs> she hasn't seen Pardon these yet. Pardon me? 
I'm sorry. I, I said, you haven't even got to see these yet. So I, I, no, no, I the report. yeah, I created the report just now and sent that over to Kevin. I see. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. Boy, and you are going to challenge us early today because this is a really mixed bag. So let, let me ask you <laughs> some things before I even attempt this. It looks like you took the first NutriQ okay. just about a year ago, right? I think so. Okay, and then you retook it just recently. Give me a really good, yes. brutally honest um synopsis of what you've been doing during this year like what your diet was like stress levels sleep all of those things okay i'll try uh stress level is always high okay um sleep is off and on okay i i don't know positively i could ever say i have actually good sleep because i'm not even sure what good sleep is Okay. But I do sleep, and uh, I do have issues like falling asleep at times and issues staying asleep at times, but it's quite rare. Okay. Uh, food, I did start the ketogenic diet. At least I think I did. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, we love the Bulletproof coffee, so we, we do the Bulletproof coffee every morning. And started losing weight and just really haven't been able to stop losing weight. But I know I've got serious digestion issues. Okay. So that may help me understand this because it's a really, really mixed bag. I mean, you had some areas where we saw pretty dramatic improvement. um, But we also saw areas where we had drastic worsening of things so that's why it's such a mixed bag your large intestine score improved tremendously your small intestine score improved quite a bit but your liver gallbladder got worse Um, sugar handling stayed exactly the same essential fatty acids got far worse pituitary improved but adrenal and thyroid got worse Um, your immune system got better so it, it's really just all over the board, and sometimes a year is too big of a gap, you know, because it, it's hard to tell what may have gone on in all of that time, and it's almost like we kind of have to start over, you know, based on what we're seeing in the graph now. My guess is that there are some real hormonal issues going on. And that could very well be, you, you admitted that both stress is high and sleep is poor. And those two have a huge impact on hormones. And hormones have an impact on everything. So I think what we would address um, would be, you know, continuing on with digestion. And there was some improvement there. So I, I would go back and refocus on digestion again. And then I would start looking at, you know, hormone balance. Um, The thing is, if there's a lot of stress and poor sleep, those two go hand in hand. Getting hormones balanced is almost impossible. And and nutrition is a big part of it, but you've got to make lifestyle changes to to minimize the stress and improve the sleep. 
Okay. And I wish there was okay. an easy fix for this, but there just isn't. Nothing we've come up with yet. I've, you know, come up with a ton of, um, you know, strategies and supplements and devices and, you know, meditation and, and all kinds of things. But there's no one easy, quick fix answer. I mean, it really means making fairly drastic changes in your life sometimes to minimize the stress. Okay. I mean, I, I would highly about, encourage um, you to... Now, you said you, you're still keto and you're actually losing weight, right? Well, I wouldn't say that I'm keto. I just, I, I've tried to, but I, I haven't done any... Uh, thing to prove that I'm in ketosis. Okay. Um, And that's okay, because what I was going to say is if you're actually losing weight and you don't want to, I would switch to a more paleo type of diet. Don't worry so much about your carb count. Just make sure you're eating really good, healthy carbs. You know, we don't want to go back to grains and, you know, empty carbs and those kind of things, but I would include a lot of vegetables. You know, I, I and I wouldn't worry about the carb count in any vegetable you're eating. Even things like sweet potatoes or carrots or, you know, onions can all be somewhat high in carbs. But I, I, I would really yeah. seek out nutrient density and a lot of variety in your diet. Okay. What about supplements for the digestion? Yeah. Um, clearly, I would do some supplementation. Um you know, I, I would probably start with a pretty standard, you know, um, I, I actually I would start with our gut healing kit. That's the most comprehensive kit we have. And I think you would see significant okay. improvements with that. Is there a possibility of leaky gut? Um, we all we all have leaky gut. We really do. Um, oh. You know, we can test to prove it you know, with a couple different tests. But honestly, I hate wasting people's money on tests when we know there are things we could improve anyway. You know, we know we could improve Uh your digestion. We know the leaky gut kit, even though we call it a leaky gut kit, it addresses a lot of other digestive issues because in order to fix leaky gut, you've got to fix digestion from the top down. And that's really what our kit does. So even if I didn't think leaky gut was your biggest problem, this would still be my recommendation. Let me uh, get to a break. We'll come right back. Get to more of your calls and questions right after this. Kevin
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to get right back to your calls and questions. We are off to Nevada. Mike, welcome to the program. How you doing, Kevin and Kim? Good. What's on your mind? Um, I was listening the other day when you were talking to that one lady about uh, dehydration. Yeah. I actually talked to your, uh, I believe it was Lisa, about the blood pressure, but uh, about pressing your finger on your hand and all that tell you whether you're dehydrated or not. Right. How did that work? Because I, I caught it like right at the very last. So one of the quick tests for dehydration is to just hold your arms down at your side. Just let your hands hang loosely down at the side. And pick a hand, doesn't matter which one. Um, normally, if you let your hand there, you can see the veins kind of bulge out on the, the back of your hand. And And while it's hanging okay. straight down, if you push on one of those veins, they normally bounce right back. They rebound really well. Then what, And you're just doing this to kind of get a feel for it. Then what you do is you raise that hand okay. straight out in front of you to shoulder level, right out in front of you, and then press on that same vein. Mm-hmm. And if it bounces back exactly okay. the same as it did down, then you're, you're very well hydrated. Most people will find that it's really kind of got really soft and mushy, and some people it almost disappears completely. The less it bounces back and the less oh, okay. firm it feels, the more dehydrated you are. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, another question I had was, uh, like, on I'm out here on the road, and I was just wondering what type of uh, foods I would want to try and eat to try and help me with my blood pressure to bring it down a little bit. Okay, so one of the things I'm not a big fan of, I'm not a big fan of, like, food lists that tell people, well, if you eat um, beets, it will lower your blood pressure. Um, They might. There's no question. There are some compounds in beets that have been shown to lower blood pressure. The problem with lists like that or even thinking like that is the average person will say, oh, all I have to do are eat some beets. No, that's not it. Those kind of lists or those kind of foods are going to have almost zero effect if you're still eating the standard American diet. So in order to improve blood pressure, blood sugar, any of those things, you've got to really clean up your diet first. So my answer is, which foods help lower blood pressure? Real food. Not not processed. Okay, yeah, no, I've I've been... Yeah, I've been been trying to do that for the most part, but being out on the road is kind of difficult. You know, I try and buy avocados and bell peppers and stuff like that, and I primarily do, like, uh, some butter, you know, like the uh, Kerrygold butter and coconut oil. That I I would encourage you, rather than to try to find these so-called superfoods that people are always hyping, and it's not that they don't work. There's some evidence that they do. But really, the, the key is to continue eating as much real food in its natural state as often as possible. That's the real key. Okay. You know, and if we get there to where we're, you know, 90% that way, most symptoms go away on their own. 
And, and then you can start working on more variety, more nutrient density, that kind of thing. But I, I don't like the idea of people running off and thinking this one food or th- this list of food is going to fix things. Okay, because uh, uh, I was thinking I was going to try and take the uh, – uh, not the nutrient cube, but the other test where, you know, you have to pay to take the test and all that. What's actually entailed with taking that blood test? Um, are you talking about the fit test for the food intolerances? Yeah. Um, you basically just order the kit from us, and when it comes there, it's got a little finger stick in it, and you stick your finger, and you put drops of blood on the card, and you mail it back. Oh, okay. Uh, that sounds pretty easy. Yeah, it's yeah, I just simple. ordered some of that uh, AD. Yeah, I just ordered some of the, uh, uh, what, the AD, E, and K right. uh, drops. So, yeah. Okay, and well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. And there's some evidence that that those should help um, lower blood pressure. But again, only in the presence of a good, clean diet. Kim, you know, that that's, you know, such a common, you know, theme in health is that we're somebody's mm-hmm. always trying to push some new superfood or some supplement or, yeah. you know, garlic will fix everything. And and mm-hmm. I, I, none of that stuff works, honestly. I mean, I, I've tried it yeah. for years. I've tested. I've measured. Zero results. What works is, is, you know, all the stuff we talk about, you know, eating yeah. as much of your food as possible that's both high quality and as close to its natural state as possible. Um, you know, little processing, better quality, more nutrient density. I, I, I wish there was a quick, easy answer to these things, and, and there just isn't. I mean, it, it's, right. it, it really does mean making pretty major changes to the way we eat and live, but I don't want that to scare people because it, 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 you don't mm-hmm. have to do it overnight. I mean, I, I'm, you and I are, what, three years into this, and we still make changes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, take your time. Yeah, and like you said, it's it's not scary. It just gets better and better all the time. You know, it's 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 fun learning new things. It's fun seeing how your body reacts to things because it's so empowering to have that control over your health. Yeah, it, it really is, and you start to get in tune with your body, and and because we're all a little different, you know, where one person might really need to eat a lot more greens somebody else might need to eat more fat and somebody else might need to eat you know better quality protein and you know it, it, the the problem is there's so much information about health much, much of it conflicts with everything else and you know even listening to our show I, we do a lot of research try to put out good information but my best advice to people is is to get as educated as you can yourself and and start to understand what works for you. Yep, <clears throat> exactly, exactly. Take everything you read with a grain of salt, and, and but be just committed to finding out what works for you. Um, and it's an, it's. There's no deadline to it. This is a lifelong thing that we're doing, so enjoy it. That's right. And make sure that that grain of salt you take with it is a good, high-quality sea salt. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Let's get back to the calls. Let's head off to Pennsylvania. Doug, welcome to the program. Hello. 
this is Christine, his girlfriend, actually. Okay. Hi, and, Christine. Um, hi. Um, yes, Doug, Doug put me on the phone, and I have had brain tumors in the past. And um, I tried keto for a while, but right now I'm not doing it. And um, I have a, it's a meningioma brain tumor. It was originally just supposed to be benign. But I, ever since it, it was a large tumor, and ever since they cut it open the first time, I've never been able to sleep on my own. Mm-hmm. And I've tried just about everything for sleep. And I do take medicine to get sleep, Would, but uh, now my do- oh, go ahead. Yeah, I just what wanted to. I wanted to know which medication you're on for sleep. Uh, I take Zolpidem and uh, Xanax. Okay. And so far, that's about. I, I have gone cold turkey with no medications. Um, the Dodgers tried, like. Because my first tumor was in 2001. I mean, they tried a litany of all kinds of medications. I've tried cognitive therapy and just, I just recently saw another sleep doctor and he told me I'm probably just one of those people that don't, you know, like I'm kind of lay in bed and ruminate over things, but you know, with the cognitive therapy, that didn't really help me either. And so far, the only thing that's ever worked is that Zolpidem and the Xanax combination. And okay. I'm very careful with it. Okay. You know so, what I mean? I, the, the, I yeah. try to watch what I'm doing with it. Yeah. But, so let me yeah. let me address this because there's, there's so much here to say. Um, First off, sleep, I've done a ton of research. I'm still doing it. I test all kinds of things. Sleep is becoming by far the most complicated of all the health issues that I've attempted to work on. You know, nutrition was a lot of work, but pretty straightforward. Even stress is, is kind of straightforward, hard to fix. Sleep, there's still so much about sleep we don't know. But we're getting better, and I've I've read a lot of the latest research. So let me get to a break. Let me come back and, and give you my thoughts on this. I don't have any easy answers for you, but I have some thoughts in the direction for you to go in. Stick around. We'll be right back. back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me and we're talking with Cynthia. Is that correct? 
Christine. No, Christine. 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 I'm sorry. I get so focused on the topic. Um, So clearly sleep is a really, really complicated area. We're just now learning a lot of new things about sleep, but there are some things we absolutely know, some things I've tested, and we didn't even understand why we sleep. We didn't understand what happens when we sleep. And it turns out that there's so many things happening and very different things. There, our body and our immune system, for our immune system, the single most important thing is sleep. So if you start to sleep poorly, your immune system is going to, to suffer and that affects everything. Um, so it, it's, it, and then our mind is, is doing a lot of things. And so we have, you know, sleep that helps our body, which is deep sleep. And we have sleep that helps our mind, which is REM sleep, REM sleep. And then, but most of our time is spent in light sleep. And we're not even sure what is happening during light sleep. So there's still a lot to know, but, but I've done a lot of research. I've done a lot of testing and what we do know is that almost everything that is supposed to be happening while we sleep doesn't happen when we're on any kind of sleep medication. So we might sleep and we might even feel rested, you know, and I, I, I suppose it's better than not sleeping because if you don't sleep at all, you could die. I mean, you will really deteriorate fast if you don't sleep at all. But long term, the goal has to be to get to some form of natural sleep. Now, this is going to be a little controversial. What state do you live in, by the way? Pennsylvania. Oh, um, that's too bad. Um, And the reason I'm saying that Pennsylvania still doesn't even have a medical marijuana law, do they? No. I didn't think so. Um, Um, It's coming, though. I mean, they just recently put it in place and the doctors are getting set up and this and that. that but, that's um, like, you know, it, it's uh, funny because ahead. people are really terrified of marijuana. Like, you know, the, the government has made it out to be this horrible drug. It's a schedule one drug, which is just like heroin. You know, they claim it has no medical use. And yet, all of the evidence is completely opposite. Nobody ever dies from an overdose of marijuana. It's impossible. The side effects are minimal, and the medical uses are extensive. We don't even have any idea because nobody's ever been allowed to test it until recently. Now, I can tell you in sleep testing and working with other people, it may be one of the best medications you can take. And, and I will call it that in this case. I will call it a medication. It's an herb. It's a plant. It's not even processed. We, we, you know, tear it up out of the ground and we dry it. It's, it's not processed. It's not chemically altered. It's, it's a very natural substance. It works fantastic for most people for sleep. But I will also tell you, I've tested it myself pretty extensively for sleep. And it does interfere slightly with the quality of sleep but not nearly as much as the drugs that that they're prescribing or even the -the over-the-counter medications that people take like they're nothing. Um, So ultimately, the goal would be to get back to a true natural sleep, no drugs, no supplements, nothing. But in the meantime, if there were... I know. Go ahead. 
I know when I like went cold turkey off of everything, and I mean, I I went for a long time, and I stayed awake for like, I mean, it was an unbelievable amount of time. Yeah, that's not and good. And I think it was something actually. And then you know when I started finally starting to fall asleep on my own, I would go days, and it's just you know, and I did everything they tell you, you know, not having the TV on darkening right. the room, doing everything you're supposed to do. You know, and I, I I did yoga, I did everything you're supposed to you know, I just recently saw a doctor and I, I'm also a type of person who has never once in my entire life fallen asleep sitting up. But now, um, you know, I just had a blood test by my doctor and I've also had very low B twelve levels and I'm taking like two things, uh, you know, of vitamin D, and that's low as well. So now she wants me to up that. And I, you know, I tend to wonder if it's some of the medications I'm taking. But this sleep doctor did mention, well, yes, definitely because my tumor was so large, the first one that they found, that, you know, he, he believes it has to be because of, you know, when they cut it open and everything. Well, that. He has been with people who have had brain injuries. So I, 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 don't, like, I, don't, I don't disagree with them. The, the only problem with following that line of reasoning is there's nothing we can do. I mean, we can't change that. We can't improve right, it. We right. could maybe address it. Um, clearly, two deficiencies that you just talked about are critical to sleep, B12 and vitamin D. And you may be taking the wrong forms. Of those, the form of both of those vitamins is extremely important. For for B12, what you should be taking is what's called methylcobalamin, and you need to take. I know I, know. I looked it up and just ordered that from okay. Amazon actually. Okay, so, and you need yeah, to take right. what sounds like crazy high dosages of it as well, because our body just doesn't absorb B12 well at all. Just to give you an example, I take about almost 50,000 times the recommended daily allowance of B12. What? Yeah, so I, I had a feeling I'm going to need a lot to get up to a normal level. Yeah, so some, something along the lines of, you know, one to two milligrams, which is an incredible amount of B12. But that's what it takes to get the B12 levels up in our body. Vitamin D, I would actually recommend we actually carry drops that are emulsified in fat. Because if you're not digesting fat properly, and most people aren't, then you can't absorb the fat-soluble vitamins, D, A, D, E, and K. And all four of those are cofactors for hormone building. And hormones are primarily responsible for sleep. So there are a lot of factors that could play into this. But rather than confuse you with, you know, all these directions and supplements and science, here's what I would really recommend. Because you have the the tumor issue that I'm sure is playing a role in this, I would highly recommend that you seek out a really good functional medicine doctor that, you know, can work on the med. You know, Kim and I work primarily completely on the nutrition side we we don't consider what we do medical at all we're, we're pure nutrition and that's where all health starts 
But there are medical issues that need to be addressed, and, and we don't address those. But we highly recommend you find a functional medicine doctor because they have the exact same background. They're full MDs. They've been through medical school. But they believe that the body can heal itself. If it's given the right nutrition and the life, right lifestyle, we don't need drugs. They may use drugs short term. Um, my fear, whoever puts you on the Xanax for sleep, is that meant to be long term? Um, I, I am the one who like went on it because I was sick and tired of that yeah. prescribing uh, a different antidepressant which was worse than anything like you know that that was not helping with me with sleep and at least the xanax was wasn't giving me side effect upon side effect and i was finally getting some sleep out of it i mean i'll be happy to go off if i can just get yeah some sleep. i the, any any issue. any form of benzodiazepine um it really can be very, very habit-forming and very difficult to get off of and cause all oh, kinds no, of... Oh, no, I agree. Okay. I, I will... I, I'll go at like a day or two sometimes and just to yeah, give good. myself a break. Good. Very, yeah. You, you know what I mean? I'm very yeah. religious about it, to, to be honest. But I, the Zolpidem, I actually have to take. Otherwise, some days I just will go a whole day with no sleep. And... Yeah. You know, my boyfriend sees it happen, like, you know what I mean? Because I drove a truck for four years taking these medications, and there was never any problem with me ever having an issue of falling asleep. He would, he would see, you know, we, we drove teams. Right. And he, I, I'm the one who stand up all the time, and he, he could just plop to sleep, and I'm, I'm just totally awake. And Yeah. Know, well, I it, never... Again, I'm glad you're addressing it, and and it's really beyond the scope of what we're going to be able to do here, but I would give you the direction of find a really good functional medicine doctor. If you stick with the traditional medical community on this issue, it's going to be drugs for the rest of your life, and things will get worse instead of better. That's all the time we've got today. We're going to wrap this up. We'll do it again real soon. Thanks for joining us. Be safe, profitable, fit and healthy. Always do the hard work. Master the journey. Kevin Ruff.